The World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. on Kaya 959. And right now we are continuing to celebrate Africa. I'm joined uh, at this point by three of our special guests, and I think we'll be joined a little bit later by uh, uh, another one. But welcome to The World Show. I'm just going to say your names and then I'll tell people a little bit about you. Alexander or Alex Schultz, uh, being the director of the Reaperbahn Festival. Also from the Reaperbahn Festival is Ev- Evelyn Sieber. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name right, Evelyn. But uh, yes, uh, she also works with the showcases. So she's going to be telling us what her contribution has been. And the beautiful Yugen Blackrock. Like, uh, what can I say? A totally beautiful wordsmith and an almost post-apocalyptic, funky way of presenting her lyrics uh, as a hip-hop artist. Thank you all for joining me. Hello, welcome to the World Show. Yes. Hello, thank you, Nikki. Yes. Good to have you here. And as I said, you know, for me, I'm I'm an artist myself, and I always say these are not interviews. These are chats about creation, about music, about culture, and about exciting things. And, uh, Alexander, tell me a little bit about the Riopaban Festival, when it started, how long it's been going, and what it is considered. Well, hi, Nikki, and thanks for having sure, us here. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, well, the, the event, Riopaban Festival, does exist since the year 2006. And it's, uh, yeah, I brought it into, um, into Europe, into Hamburg, uh, because I was inspired, um, this is no secret, by South by Southwest, which my first uh, visit there in Austin was back in, in the year 2000. And it took us like six years to install, install something for Europe, which is in a way a little bit similar, but much smaller and very much concentrated on music, still on music, yes. not that much on film or inter- interactive. And yeah, it's both. It's, uh, it's a festival for the, for the uh, general public at, at one hand. And at the same time, it's uh, it's a music conference for the music business all over the world. And well, since we're doing it, or oh, we're doing it since yeah, 2006, which means uh, it's the 16th year now. Yes. And I would say it ha- has established as yeah, of course, after South by uh, up to one of the most important uh, business meetings and showcase festivals at the same time in in the world. And yes. maybe the most important in in Europe if you want to launch new talent from all over the world to the public and to the uh, music professionals from all over as well. Great. Now there's some more questions I want to ask you about it, but I have to ask you about how do you, how how do you pronounce it? Rapperbahn. Rapperbahn, yeah. Because I went online to say, you know, I know it's Hamburg and Germany, (laughs) but what's Rapperbahn? And apparently it's this really like lively area with a lot of bars and what happened? Yes. (laughs) Why Rapperbahn? Is it in Rapperbahn? And so forth. Yes. Yeah. It's on the Rapperbahn. It's the place of course it's a red light known as a red light district district as well but also known since the 60s uh, as the place where the Beatles uh, grew world famous uh, because they grew world famous there and not on there so there is a pop cultural historic element in it as well besides the red light district and and I can say nowadays it's also there's also a lot of theatres and musical theatres and uh, besides the music clubs and of course the red, red light district yes so yeah, when coming back to my point, being inspired by South by and and what 
what's going to happen there on 6th Street. Uh, yes, we have the theater. I mean, they only have music clubs in the in the 6th Street in Austin, and 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 in our place, there's also red light, uh, a red light part, and the theaters, but you will find lots and lots of lots and venues door by door. And if you yes. want to check out new talents from all over the world, you can just drop in, check it out for one or two tracks. If you don't like it, move next door, check out the next one. No matter if you um, belong to the general public audience or you're uh, a music professional and want to check out new acts from all over the world. Yes, so it happens. It obviously happens at different venues when the festival happens, COVID-free, of course. Uh, Yes, yes. Yeah. It would happen. Sorry, I didn't tell you. It's four days. Last for four days. And it's like 70 or 90 venues per day. So it's it's a lot of acts. Yes. So you would see like, yeah, 600, 700 concerts wow. and and hundreds of panel sessions. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah, it's, it's really a lot yes. of programs. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I hope to visit there one day when, when we're not in this pandemic. But, uh, but one more thing before I move to Evelyn. Um, you yeah. speak about, you know, different musics from the world. And that's what inspired you. So, you know, what has always served that? As it, have you been, always been interested in particularly pop music or, or, or that which is, you know, considered part of popular culture? Or have there always been different styles and showcasing uh, like you are this time? Well, well, I can tell you what the the thing that inspired me in, again, coming back to my first visit in Austin, Texas, was the, um, and visiting South by, was mentioning that there is so many different styles of music and the respect between the musicians of every genre uh, and, and a high level and a high quality. And this is something I, I took out from there. I wanted to install in our event as yes. well. Um, I have to, well, honestly, we are, we, uh, we are covering every genre, I would say, except uh, we're not very strong in heavy metal. Yes. And we are not very strong in jazz, jazz. But I'm talking about jazz. I'm talking about the classical jazz. I mean, yes. I'm not talking about fusion jazz and new forms of jazz. Yes. This would be performed in our event, as well as the contemporary classic genre. Not the classic classic and yes. not the jazz jazz and not the metal metal. These are the only three genres, I would say, they don't belong to our event for different reasons. I mean, there are industries for these genres as well, but somehow it didn't fit yet. Yes. Um, but and all the rest music. of the music, especially fusion. Yeah, sorry, Evelyn. And world music also, like the classical yeah, world music. Like we do all these genres in a kind of yeah, but, yeah. New, but, new way. Yeah, but, but. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, whenever it's new, like the classic, the contemporary classic, or like, since two years, we 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 noticed that we got getting strong. Of course, be, besides hip hop and everything is going to happen there, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yes. But also, uh, like genres like uh, the new uh, the new country music, uh, the, the new acts uh, around, and very different from the traditional country from Nashville, but also based in Nashville mainly or other places in the world. But new country, yes. suddenly it's going to happen. So, I mean, there, there is, of course, room for all these styles, especially if they are mixed with, with modern tunes. Yes. Um, mostly electronical parts and or hip-hop. 
Okay, great, great. Now, I don't know if I should be gearing this question to you or to Evelyn, but maybe you can both answer. Now, it seems that you've now, um, you, you, you make a point of having this uh, pan-African representation, if I can say. At what point did you decide, you know what, we must make sure that there is African music uh, featured here? Well, Shall I? Please do, Evelyn. <laughs> ladies, ladies. <Yes. laughs> yeah, well, basically, basically, when we started in 2016, we started to make little spin-offs, kind of, that we went into markets uh, and took a delegation of European business uh, um, music industry players with us and uh, kind of tried to connect them where where we go. Uh, with uh, We take them to co- co- music conferences that are happening on the side, so they meet a lot of different people there. So that's this is what we've been doing in the past, and we were luckily enough that the foreign ministry actually uh, identified our our event as something they would would want to support and for the international activities um we get funding now and so we looked at different territories and we're like okay this is really helping the music industry get together both in europe as well as in the us and so we looked at different markets of course okay what's if you are a medium or small sized uh in this label or whatever what markets are important and what markets are really hard to get into on your own without knowing too much, without having contacts yet. And that one of them, I mean, basically, actually the first one on the list was Africa. And then, and then, then you start digging into it and then you start looking and, and then we stumbled luckily uh, uh, across the Music in Africa Foundation, a fantastic, fantastic organization who are, doing um doing a, an annual conference uh, in different countries yes in africa um, so, yes exactly and so i went i went uh, and have a look in 2018 in kenya and that was that was mind blowing and it was i've been to africa before but i didn't really dive much into the music scene yes and and that was that was so fantastic uh, and brings us, especially also with the different locations, traveling event, it really helps us to to get an idea of, of the African market. And, and for us, because especially for us, what's really important is we don't want to say, okay, Africa, come to Europe and we tell you how to do it and blah, 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 no. Like we need to go into the territory. That's really important. We need to understand it and then build relationships and come up with a joint plan like this is this is something that's very important to us and so so the the axis which is the conference the name of the conference of the music in africa foundation they just delivered all of these opportunities at once so yes. and then we started we, we went in 2019 for the first time well and then this the it happened yes so <laughs> last uh, year um, never happened yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and, yes and we are hopefully hopefully looking for a long long-term relationship um in in bringing both african more african music to europe as well as providing an opportunity for people in europe who are interested in the african market to go vice versa okay well that was one of the things that interested me so much about the festival was almost this, knew it. yes was this <laughs> mindfulness about saying you know what we must create a space if there isn't representation let's make sure that there is and and uh, i think you know it's uh, as as a big fan of african african music for me i want it to be shared with 
the world. And that, for me, makes me very happy because not only do I believe it's music that deserves to be shared, but also, um, you know, it, it's so good for our musicians to reach global pr- platforms. And I want to speak to you more about the showcase event, but I think for now, let me just uh, introduce Yugen properly and play one of her songs. And after that, we'll come back and chat some more. So welcome to a home sister who's all the way. Did you say in Catalonia? Catalonia. That's right. Catalonia. Yes, Yugen right. Blackrock. Thank you for oh, being with you. us. Are you feeling a bit homesick now that you're speaking to Kaya FM? <laughs> you're healing the homesickness. Oh. <laughs> doing such a great job. As soon as I heard your voice on the line, I just my heart just settled. You know, <laughs> little things, little yes. things that you miss about home. The way someone says something. Yes. You know, the spirit with which we laugh. You know. I feel so at home. Yes. And what what are you doing in Catalonia? Trying to get as much outside as I can. I think Evelyn said it pretty well (laughs) about last year. Yes. And being cooped up in the house. Um, Right now, I really just wanted to be outside, close to nature as well, seeing as I can't really go home. Um, Working, trying to kind of settle myself. Yes. Write some new songs as well. Oh, great. to just do that. Yes. Well. So now, Yugen, you are a, a hip-hop star, I can say, uh, coming from South Africa. What does it mean to you to to be showcased on, on a festival like this? And how did that come about? Yeah, I could I could spend hours and hours you know, <laughs> telling you about this. One, it's a really awesome feeling to have a fellow South African refer to you in that way. I think as an independent artist, and I think a lot of independent artists at home have this whole, the the, the same kind of feeling, the the need to get recognition outside of home so that home can accept you. You know, I mean, you're from, we can talk about the industry all day, every day and complain. It's an industry. It, It works on money. Whereas... Artists are more in in tune with the process, with the creativity, the stuff that makes them grow. So I do find like amongst my fellow artists, there's a a certain disappointment with how the industry works, with how the industry treats artists and creatives. And that you almost feel as though getting ahead just purely on merit is a fairy tale, which is why when I find myself in these spaces, you know, I went to Hamburg once. I performed in a, in a club called Lila Oily, and I never thought I'd go back. I haven't gone back, but I'm working with folks from Hamburg, yes. presenting Africa to the world. Yes. Something epic for me, and I think also for everyone that's kind of like-minded. It kind of shows you that um, these these uh, stereotypes and these, this rhetoric that you really have to struggle and you will not make it, it, it doesn't really fly. Yes. If there are enough people that are willing to invest their time, their effort, money, definitely, because this is this is how we're working, you know, yes. to to try and and encourage that, to nurture it, so that the whole world can see it properly in its professional state. It's a wonderful thing. It's a yes. wonderful thing um, to to be in this space and also to be in a space where I'm not 
uh, fighting the machine. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Hip hop cats, we're, we're often uh, complaining about that sound and having to put our sound systems together. The whole DIY element of it has been glorified so much that you almost expect subpar performance yes. or a subpar execution of something. You know, yes. so I'm, I'm really happy to be empowered to showcase my skill with the lovely people that I'm working with. I'm happy to be in contact with lovely, open-minded organizers and, you know, event, you know what I mean? Event folks. This, this gives me something that I feel like when I go home and I'm hanging out with my friends who rap and make beats and, and sing, I can say, okay, girl, listen, this is how we do this. Yes. This is how we do that because I've seen a system that works. Mm. And I can compare what we have. And instead of letting that drag me down, I can say, well, we can fix this here. We can yes. do this for ourselves. Yeah, yes. it, it, it empowers you even more well, when, when a, a bigger structure can recognize that. Yes. No, no, I think that's great because I think that's what it's about. And, you know, mm. it's what, like what you're saying, even the most successful artists in a place like South Africa, uh, it's still a struggle because there's a shortage of venues, there's a shortage of spaces, different variety yes. of festivals. So for me, the future is global, but also yes. the enrichment that I think artists get through sharing uh, through mm. festivals. Actually, I've seen it so much through festivals. I must just welcome our Kiwi. She managed to uh, connect to us. Welcome to the conversation. Our also uh, a beautiful, beautiful uh, hip-hop artist coming. uh, In fact, they call her the Queen of Indabele. Yes, coming from Zimbabwe. So we'll also be playing some of your music. Thanks for joining us. I'm pleased you managed to connect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome to the World Show too. Thank think, you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure having you all. But I think it's time for a song. And I've decided to start off with one of Eugen's. And I love Eugen's conscious lyrics. Uh, really beautiful. She's really, uh, 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 you know, you really are a wordsmith. And this one that I decided to play is called Eugen. It's called Obsidian. Obsidian Night. Thank you for night. Yes. And this one's <laughs> off your new album. Yes, it is from Anima Mysterium. Thank you so much. Let's hear this track and then we are back to the conversation with people that inspire me, people that share a common love and passion for music that deserves to be heard. You're listening to The World Show. Kaya 959 on the street, on the air, and that is a Yugen Blackrock, one of tonight's special guests, her latest album, Anima Mysterium, and the track is Obsidian Nights. Now, I do want to play more music as well, but I still want to go back, and Yugen and Awa, I want to speak to you more about your music a little bit later on, both of you, but I want to go back to Alexander and Evelyn because I want you to find out more about um, how you are working this year because uh, and 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 also as you mentioned alexander it normally from what i can gather please correct me if i'm wrong but the real happens at different centers so can you explain the global aspect of it oh sorry i didn't give you any. Uh, there you are yes <laughs> sorry can you repeat that alexander 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me well? Yes, it was yeah. my, I pulled the, um, the fader, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, well, first of all, it's it's been a, a difficult year, of course, like for everybody. And of course, especially for not only for us, but also for events that normally take place in, in presence. Uh, just maybe going back to last year, what we did was like offering a, a hybrid version of the event. Um, and as I mentioned before, that there's especially uh, talking about the music professionals attending our event in normal years. Yes. Uh, it's, it's about 5,500, 6,000 from all over the world. We decided in 2022 only offer the music professionals program, like conferences and matchmakings, and also showcases in the digital world. And um, that was very special. And we only made this decision like 10 weeks before the event sure. took place in September 2020, um, which what was hard in a way. But it, it was quite clear that people couldn't travel. On the other hand, we were still offering... Um, live events in the clubs, uh, a very short number, which we almost all of them were recorded and broadcasted, not only through our own uh, media activities and media production teams, but we also had the, the most important European uh, cultural broadcasting station, uh, Arte, which is based in France and Germany as well, at the same time on board and, uh, and the German broadcasters as well. And uh, so we were enabled to spread only these like few concerts like a few hundreds only uh i would say like 150 were only happening also all over the world to the public audience as well as to the music uh business people wherever they were based and we allowed like 20 percent uh uh, live audience and presence, like in a kind of model character. And it was really, I mean, I can tell you, it was, uh, well, big work on few people. Yes. Uh, everybody had to, uh, like register in every venue. If you change venues and we had to keep the distance rules and hygienic, uh, rules yes. and all these things uh, shows only lasted like 40 minutes and it was like two hours to clean every small club wow. and to, uh, yes. uh, uh, decontaminate it and uh, was but we wanted to show I mean it was a mission it had nothing to do with the with the I mean no economic mission it was like yes. we are there and we can do it even uh, even we even our business and we were really secure. We could track every, all the people, every every guest, uh, every attendee could be tracked. I mean, we didn't have the dates, but they were given, yes. they, were, they were kept secure. And so, uh, and nothing happened. Yes. Finally, Amazing. Uh, uh, talking about COVID, there was mm. nothing. Uh, no, no reports. Nothing. Of, was, yes. No, no, no reports. reports yes. But that's yeah, amazing. Uh, and, but that, yeah, sorry. You know, and, mm. I, and I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, so that came out of our immediate global crisis, which, as you said, happening, having to make that decision at the last minute with a festival that's already established because we none of us knew what was going on from day to day, week to week. I think in some ways we still aren't. But did that experience, have you found that that experience from having to suddenly become the biggest proportion is digital, you've got obviously some people there for life. Do you feel that in some ways that's also given you another opportunity looking forward into better times? Yeah, something of course will stay from this experience last September. Yes. And I mean, you, you can, we get very professional with that, like, hybrid and digital formats and 
um, I mean, like we can see in the event starting tomorrow, yes. an African Revolution Festival, or uh, last two weeks ago, three weeks ago, sorry, Evelyn, we did uh, China in a, in a, a digital way. And, oh, no, Nashville. And China was two weeks yes. again before that. But, uh, of course, we learned a lot last September. We yes. learned really a lot. Uh, we not want to stick to it. Uh, <laughs> As and longer than we do have to, but uh, yes. we can add. But we can add yes. some of the elements, and that's the, of course, the the question you just put. Uh, yes, uh, and we um, we are planning this and this September, uh, even if we have the possibility to get fully and uh, in presence again, we want to stick to, especially in the professionals program, yes. to uh, uh, offer matchmakings, for example, as well for artists and music professionals yes. uh, which have not the possibility to travel for different reasons which should not be the pandemic but take yes. part in our event as in a hybrid format with those who are uh, uh, at the place uh, but my, maybe yeah, if you don't have the money or you don't have yes. the budget or the time or whatever or it's your family and you're you you got uh, stuck in uh, South America yes. or Africa or Australia. I mean, naming places which are far away from Europe. But yes. uh, uh, you should have the possibility to take place. And we are, yeah, we have learned how to, I mean, we've been like, for example, programming the matchmaking tool ourselves and learning how to do, um, yeah, to, to, to perform digitally, uh, above Zoom format, uh, yes. a little bit more lively and things like that. Uh, yes. um, uh, we did all these experiences and they, of course, we learned a lot and, and we would add it to the live event uh, in the future. Fantastic. Yeah, this will stay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now maybe I should speak to Evelyn about this, but Evelyn, so the main part of Riopa Barn Festival, I don't know if I can call it that, happens in September. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's basically our mother event. Yes, yes your mother event happens in Rippaban in September. But now, as you've been talking about, you know, uh, uh, China. Uh, where else did you say um, different centres? Have you been do are these showcase events that happen at different centres? How yeah, does it we, work? We, yes, that's that's <clears throat> what I was mentioning earlier. Is that we that we identified markets that are hard to get into for small and medium sized businesses. And we are taking them there and also including artists in most of them uh, to to showcase um, in that territory. Yes. And what's but but the one thing uh, which is really important is the matchmaking that that uh, uh, Alex was mentioning. Matchmaking is basically it's speed dating for business. Yes. So um, yes. And this works works brilliantly um, digital as well. So so this is definitely a co component we can we can take along. Um, and the, the reason why we always stretch this point so much is about it's the business, it's the business, it's the business. Yes. But, uh, you know, we bring the artist and we present the artist. And at the end of the day, because sometimes you, you take an artist to a place and, and they perform and it's great and then they leave and that's it. Yes. And what's really important for us is to get the people behind it involved. Yes. That's the important stuff make them talk to other people, make them make connections, let them have, meet a label from like, for example, I don't know, you can, I don't know what exactly, what you exactly need still in Europe. Like maybe you need a label, for example. So, so your man, Jugend's management is invited. We have, when we have the show uh, on tomorrow, we have a digital backstage room where 
the, the European and the African delegation that we select. They are in this digital backstage room and Jürgen's manager will be there and we will introduce him and be like, hey, here, uh, you, you, you are yes. welcome to talk. And so these are the things that we encourage and that we try to move forward is, is because at the end of the day, this is what the artist benefits more yes. than having, I don't know, having a, a paycheck for, for one show yes. where they go and then they leave and that's it. So, and this is why we're always, it might, might sound a little bit uh, German. No, I love <laughs> uh, that, it. Yes. That we, that we, yes. we always say business, 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 but this is what we identified in helping the artist most is to concentrate on the, on the networks behind it. No, I think that's fantastic. It's, it's, yes. it's sustainable. It's much exactly. more sustainable for the artist. Yes. The artist is still performing. There's still the opportunity to see the artist. I'm sure there's other artists who maybe aren't performing on a specific year. But there's still and they an, get paid. Yes, there's still an opportunity for them to gig, for to do their, their performance. But at the same time, there's added value because it can be extended beyond, as you say, Alex, just the festival. I want to speak to Awa. Awa, are you there now? I know that your signal is not so great. So it's not so great. Yes. But, no, not at all. You just look so beautiful, but your voice is also great, so it's fine. <laughs> so where are you right now, Awa? Where are you? Right in, now. Yes. Right now I'm in Germany. I'm in Hanover. Okay, so you're already there. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> yes, yes. Good. But Awa, you come from Zimbabwe. And, you know, as I said later on, I want to speak in, in more detail to you and Jürgen, uh, who are two of the artists with us. But for now... What are your feelings about being invited to perform as part of the African showcase uh, for this year's Riapaban uh, Festival? I was so excited, honestly, because I have known about Riapaban for a very long time and I've always wished to perform there. And um, when I heard about it, I was so happy because being based in Europe sometimes means that you don't get to connect much with um people in the African market, African people, African booking agencies, and, you know, many other people. So I have been at a point in my career where I feel like I am failing to connect with people back home because yes. I work in Germany. I work with the German record label, German booking agency, and um, most of the people that I work with are German. And I've been trying to take the music back to Africa, not just to Zimbabwe, South Africa, Kenya, Ghana, everywhere. And I needed such a platform. I needed a platform like this to connect with other people. So I am so excited and I'm so happy to be part of this amazing event. Fantastic. Let's play one of your songs, Awa. And I think this one was released uh, last year. Oh, I've just stepped away from the computer and uh, it's, it's, I've got to turn it on. This one, again, like the last one I mentioned, I think you're going to have to pronounce this one. Uh, this was Ngeke Bengimele. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> Tell us about the song, please, Awa. Okay, so this is a song that I did with Ghanaian Stallion called Ngegabeng Mele. The song, Ngegabeng Mele means they can't hang with me. This is just a, a song where I was showing off my rap skills and my beautiful language is in Devele with a lot of clicks. So, yeah. Thank you so much. Speaking uh, to uh, two of the people who are making possible uh, the Repaban Festival, but more importantly for today, the uh, African or the Pan-African musical content and showcases, as well as two of the beautiful artists. Both of them do 
do hip hop, but both of them in each their own beautiful, unique way on the world show. Nine, five, and nine on the street and on the air, and right now we're in the streets of Hamburg. Even though I'm coming to you from Johannesburg, what a pleasure it is to have Alexander Schultz uh, together with Evelyn Sieber from the Ripper Band Festival and Eugen Blackrock and Awa Kiwe. You just heard our one of our tracks there in the background, and there are more African artists being showcased. Actually, just listening to you guys chat uh, while the song was playing, I was like, oh, I'm missing festivals. I want to be there. <laughs> but because uh, I can feel this energy, you know, that comes with everybody sharing and getting excited about performing. And, you know, yes, and I, yes, I'd love yes. to be backstage. And I was on stage tomorrow. Yes. And I wish I was getting on stage saying, big hands for you and Blackrock from South yes. Africa. Yes. <laughs> but beautiful. Let's go back once again to Alex and Evelyn. And then I really do want to uh, focus on some more of the music. But Alex, how do people become part of this Ryapaban community? Whether they're able to go this year, next year, in the future, or whether they're able to actually, uh, you know, join online? Both. Both is possible uh, this year. Um, uh, because as I said before, we learned so, I mean, it has been possible uh, in these years before the pandemic but as, as I mentioned we learned that much uh, last year in our very special digital edition which we had to do like we did it because of the pandemic and we're gonna of course stick to these digital broadcasting streaming event uh, um, opportunities yes. even if we are very much struggling on bringing up the event like it has been before and um, yes. We right now we are um, expecting that we have the possibility to, yeah, I would say at least do not have any or only little, little uh, influences from p- pandemic rules in September. And we, um, we're expecting to come back to a nearly normal event. Yes. But yeah. As I mentioned before, we're taking all these learnings from yes. <laughs> from the pandemic edition in 2020 and want to double uh, lots and lots of concerts. And we uh, we would offer them to the to all the public out there in the world, and yes. we would also um, offer because this we know to the music professionals in some uh, territories in the world uh, our panels and uh, sessions uh, discussing sessions interviews and matchmakings uh, digitally in streams uh, or in digital rooms wherever they would stay this is really yeah so to say a new uh, kind of edition and we want to stick to this option yes now you've also featuring as I said this African showcase this year being African hip hop is what I would I would describe it as, but um, um, so but I see that also on your panels you have quite a few representatives also coming from the African continent. So is this something that you see as going to be an integral part? Uh, you're not going to ignore our continent in the future. From this point on, it's always going to have African representation. Is that correct? 
Well, actually, I mean, well, our, our self-understanding for our event is, sorry, Evelyn, but I, you can add it. Later. Yes. But uh, offer a cultural from all over the world, uh, within the genres I just mentioned before, yes. of course, to the music, business, people and family in the world. Yes. And we're the platform and the marketplace at the same time. I mean, we want to we want to spread culture ideas and, of course, uh, marketing opportunities at the same time. That's the structure of our event. Yes. And uh, um, we, we are, since a few years, we do have the opportunity and possibility and the budget, so to say, from the from the, from the federal government to uh, spread its focus on certain territories, and yes, Africa is one of them. Why? Because the cultural influences from Africa are so strong. Why? Because there, it's in the end, it's a market question as well. Markets from all globally, markets want to go into Africa, and yes. vice versa. I mean, African culture and music and African uh, uh, business wants to go globally. So, yes. uh, I mean, it, it was an opportunity at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, kind of duty to focus. Besides, we also have uh, China on focus and Asia. Yes. Um, besides these two new markets, um, yeah, th these are our new focus markets uh, where we do very special events besides our main event in Hamburg. Sorry, Evelyn. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Evelyn, you wanted to add to that? Oh. Actually, uh, no, yes. the, the only thing is that, that it's, uh, especially because also Africa is getting, getting more and more important in the European market, like the influences get more and more. And, um, but it's, it's just, really hard i think for also for the europeans to understand the african market and uh, the and the we don't want to you know treat and bringing in the european uh, structure and implementing it on dumping it on africa yes. and deal with it cultural right? colonization yeah. I, I sometimes yeah, exactly. call I mean, it that's, yes that's absolutely yes. not what, yes. not what we want and and it's not going to work anyway because everything is happening so differently and i'm learning so much yes and And of course, you know, when, when you think about the event in Hamburg, because, I mean, there are 6,000 uh, music industry professionals from around the world. Yes. Um, and of course, of this, when Africa becomes stronger now, it, it, it's, it, but it will grow and, and continuously grow. But of course, it's one event and there's so much input in this. So that's why I'm especially happy that about the with the support of the foreign ministry that, that we have the funding actually to go into the territories and learn yes. there and understand there from, from the people. And I, that's, that's, I can't stretch this point enough. That's, that's, uh, that's what's going to help us understand the, the African continent. And, and then try and, and there's not all, only one market there. Yes. <laughs> also, you know, yes. understanding the differences and learning. Yes. Uh, and we couldn't, we couldn't, possibly do this only with the Hamburg event because it's it's just too massive in itself already yes. to add uh, so much diversity from Africa in a in a respectful way. Yes, absolutely. But I see it as something that will evolve as I'm sure as you go along. Now just to wrap up in terms of you know the the, the festival and what's happening with the African showcase that starts is it tomorrow? Yes, it's, yeah, tomorrow. it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. How can people access it? Go to the website Repaban festival website is that the best way if people wanted to haven't uh, you know haven't uh, uh, paid or uh, to be part of the festival they can go so now there, yes there, no there is uh, uh, you can go to our Repaban festivals uh, um, Facebook site yes. uh, there's the live stream starting at eight 
and also our um, our lovely partner they're fantastic hi hi eddie hi claire yes. from music in africa hi, eddie and, claire. <laughs> and uh and uh because they are cross posting it on their page as yes. well and if you are listening and if you are in- interested in music industry in in, in in that part because that's an internal platform here and because we we want to make it as easy as possible especially for the african side you can get in touch with the music in africa foundation who have a free code yes. so um industry <laughs> from africa are more than welcome to yes. to join us uh, on the on the platform and see what the where the panels are happening and the sessions and things like that so fantastic yes and as, in africa. yes <laughs> <laughs> music in africa reaperbound festival check it out on facebook you'll make contact there and one last thing as part of this particular african showcase we are talking about we've got our kiwi we've got yugen blackrock here but you've also got a couple of other african artists uh coming featured Do you want to talk about them i'm going to play the one from nigeria next who else is coming as part of the showcase well, we have Calvin Colt. He's actually German, but he's with Nigerian roots. He's quite quite famous in in Europe already. Yes. Um, and, and the aim is to bring two artists from actually from Europe and two artists from Africa. Yes. So so that that they can kind of tr- cross the continents. Um, yes. That's the idea. So so he would be considered German. Yes. Um, and then we have uh, uh, Thames from Nigeria. Um, yes. Who is also and same as Jugen uh, because they can't travel live and perform live in Hamburg. They have prepared videos for us exclusively, so they will be integrated in in the show. So those are the two other artists that we and Ava Ava um, and and uh, Calvin are going to perform live in Hamburg for this. Fantastic. In fact, I'm going to play a track uh, from Tim's coming up next. Uh, it's called Interference uh, of the album for Broken Ears. Uh, Timmy Lade, Opinia is her full name, but most people just love her and know her as Tim's. And I thank you so much, Alexander and Evelyn. You're welcome to stay on, but I'm going to focus more now on our two beautiful artists. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for the. It's a pleasure. Yes, and I'll definitely be watching a few things here, there, and listening to some speakers as well in the next few days, and of course in September as well. Thank you for joining us. Coming up now on Kaya, a song by another hip-hop artist, although she tends more on the soulful side of things, uh, Temilade Opinia, better known as Tems, on The World Show. Another one of the African artists that will be performing as part of Ryopaban's showcase, Temilade Opinia. The album, the new one, is called For Broken Ears, and that track is Interference. I told you she's very soulful, but she also does, uh, you know, strong rap as well. Absolutely beautiful. Thanks to Alex and Evelyn, they have now left us. And, uh, of course, I'm back on home turf now, meaning that, uh, you know me, I always love it when my musical family is with me and the two artists 
artists, Jürgen Blackrock and Awakiwe are with me. And obviously, usually when I feature a specific artist, we have lots of time. But I wanted to take a moment just to talk to each of you about your work, your inspirations. And the first question I'm going to ask... Listening, you know, I was listening to both of your music and some of the other artists uh, uh, featured uh, when I was preparing and I was thinking, Roots, it's all about the Roots. What is the Roots? Yugen, let's start with you. When I say to you, Yugen, musically speaking, poetically speaking, what are your Roots? What are those things that defined where you have ended up today? Wow. Okay, I'm I'm glad we have enough time for this. Yes. <laughs> um, I was just <laughs> reflecting the other day. It um it was my mother's birthday uh, on Friday, so I was sitting there thinking about how she was the first person that I knew had a songbook. I think in the early '90s you'd listen to music and then you'd sort of transcribe the lyrics of your favorite songs in a yes. book. You know? But in my mind at that time, I wasn't so great at speaking English. I think I just started learning it. And my mom used to love listening to like country western music. She'd love to have Johnny Cash, there's Kenny Rogers, Danny yes. Parton, all these folks. Maybe some Ella Fitzgerald every now and then to keep it a bit funky. Yes. <laughs> but I'd, I'd read through these songbooks and in my childish mind, I thought my mother was writing songs for Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. And oh, wow. <laughs> I was so in awe. <laughs> so in awe. And uh, when when I got to school, I, I didn't really enjoy it, as most kids, you know. Yes. But English class, I must say, uh, Shakespeare, when we started going through the sonnets and the rhyming couplets and all this stuff, this is around the time I fell in love with hip-hop. So th- there's a, a love for poetry yes. uh, and, and uh, 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 I guess a scholastic understanding of it because I feel like Shakespeare helped me to understand hip-hop I love that. Imagine that. Oh, this rhymes. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a rhythm in the way our teacher used to do. Da 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 Girls, do you hear the rhythm? Yes. You know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, because hip hop is falling into place. And then. I would say also the the teenage angsty years where we're just listening to anything that's sort of emo, even if it was some evanescence, something cheesy like this, or Nirvana, a little Pearl Jam. At the same time, uh, coming up, there's Brenda Farsi, you know, Uh, Yvonne Chaga Chaga, there's Mango Groove, there's PJ Powers. She's kind of this white lady that black people like, and she stands for something, and they're calling her Tandiwe. So all these artists kind of broke barriers for me. So as much as they make like different uh, uh, styles of music, I think the common point is that a regular person that just becomes super. You know, that's what really makes me tick. You know, I I love hearing fantastic artists, but as soon as I remember, this is a human being who is just doing extra. I can appreciate them so much more than just thinking of them as, are they famous people? There's nothing to relate to. Celebrity. Celebrity. No, there's no such thing. It's a human being Mm. who's doing a hell of a lot that, you know, you can be thankful for, that you Mm. can enjoy, etc. Yes. So I uh, think musically, this is this is really my thing. From yes. the, uh, the Sunday uh, smooth jams and the jazz and the R&B, Lionel Richie on Sunday. This is the kind of stuff that kind of formed or a link yes. that I can now when I write, and I'm in my 30s now, I want that same feeling when I heard 
the righteous mm. brothers, you know what I mean? Unchained melody. I, I want yes. I want to feel that way when I write because I know if I can project enough energy into that sentence, it will hit the listener the same way these guys hit me. This is all I want to do. Yes. Just pass on the goodness, you know, the, the feeling. Yes. Prince. Or, yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Beautiful. And our, for you, our keyword for you, the roots. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Um, for me, I started writing when I was very young, when I was in primary school. Um, I used to move around a lot with my mother. My mother didn't have a permanent job back then. She was working as a temporary teacher. So we would change schools every term, sometimes every year. And... Um, I never got to play with many people because every time I would make friends, we would move and then I would leave them behind and be sad. So <laughs> I started writing a lot. I would write poems. When I was 10, I started writing seriously. And my love for poetry was influenced by um, praise poetry, Debele yes. praise poetry, yes. because I grew up in the rural areas in uh, in Kai, Matabeleland, North in Zimbabwe. And we would have praise poetry at traditional ceremonies, weddings, funerals, and, and you know, that influenced my music and my love for developed poetry. Yes. And I also loved hip-hop as well, which was quite strange for someone who grew up in the rural areas. Yes. Um, my brothers obviously would play a lot of Jay-Z, Tupac, and I loved hip-hop a lot. And, and, and my brother said, you know, you love hip-hop. And you love poetry. Why don't you just blend the two and see what comes up? And yeah. I thought it was crazy. I was like, what are you talking about? This yeah. is not going to work. He said, no, it's going to work because you are good with rhymes and you've got a nice flow mm. and you've got nice wordplay. Just try it. And um, and then I started like writing my poetry and playing some beats and, and trying to blend everything to see how it was going to work. Yes. And it was beautiful. Yes. And it was beautiful. People liked it. And I also liked it. I was like, oh, my God. And um, yes. I never stopped doing that. And it wasn't really a smooth uh, journey. It it took a lot for me to find myself because because I, I was frozen for a second there. So uh, I think, though, for now, while we get our back, because she uh, seems to have come back, although the mind put unmute yourself, our uh, I'm so sorry. I no, don't know what happened. Um, no, don't worry. Um, it does happen with the networks, you know. So yeah, don't worry. I'm yes. So no, no. <laughs> don't worry. It's happened worse in the past. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us. That I promise you. But, you know, it's oh interesting God. what you're saying because, firstly, I wanted to ask, have you always written your poetry in Indabele? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. Yes. Since I was, like, 10, I have. Yes. Amazing. And one of the things I thought about, you know, uh, tonight I played African hits that have been part of the world show's history. And I opened with Ishmael Lowe's Jammu Africa. And strangely enough, I remember speaking to Ishmael Lowe about hip hop. And he said Uh to me... But hip-hop started in Africa. It started with Uh the phrase poets. It started with the griots. It started with uh, the call and response across the river. Uh Um, Uh You know, Uh and that's Uh something that uh, I started thinking of, was speaking and listening to both of you. 
So I think for oh, now, wow. let's play a track, another track from Yugen, and I want to make sure that we have time for another track from our as well. Yugen, this one's Picture Box. It's also off your latest album. And, yes, uh, right. you know, yeah, tell us about Picture Box. Well, I suppose it explains yeah, uh, itself. Yeah. <laughs> but what... Uh, Picture box, I wanted to talk about uh, how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how the world sees us. And I used uh, the old name for the TV, the picture box, which is really what it is, you know, yes. <laughs> a box of moving pictures to kind of make an example of it. You know, um, generally, it's to say that uh, we tend to sometimes distance ourselves from ourselves, whether it's your culture or your language to fit into a different space, yes. not knowing that there are whole industries and machines and systems that are working mm. to duplicate your specialness. Yes. That thing that you're so quickly chucking away to fit into this cookie cutter mold is so priceless. You have whole industries trying to replicate you. Yes. They do that. And then you watch it on TV and you get so impressed. Yes. Oh, I wish I could be like that. Yes. That's you. There yes. is no industry without you, you know. Absolutely. And the more you love yourself and you 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 have strength in yourself. There's a line there. Um, oh, I wrote it, but now I forgot it. Uh, I'd rather stay blind to mass appeal than kill the art for it. It's just one line. Yes. And it's so self-explanatory. Yes. You know, be yourself. Don't worry so much what's being thrown in your eyes yes. on the TV, what's being thrown in your ears, except if it's the world show. On the <laughs> <video>. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot yes. of external things that happen all the time, and you need to be in touch with yourself a bit more. Thank you so much. Navigate. So Picture Box is really about that. Yes. Beautiful lyrics always, Yugen. And it's amazing how you juxtapose them with these really edgy beats. And our... I have no understanding of your lyrics, but I know they're beautiful too. I know they're absolutely beautiful too. So you'll tell us more about it when I play the next song. But this one is from Yugen Blackrock. It's off her latest album, Anima Mysterium Picture Box on the World Show. You with me, Nikki B. That, of course, is Yugen Blackrock of her latest album, Anima Mysterium Picture Box. And while Yugen, as I say, you've got this amazing way of juxtaposing these incredibly conscious lyrics with these like really edgy, as I say, post-apocalyptic sometimes grooves. What a beautiful, beautiful um, kind of contrast is what I say. (laughs) But I noticed with you, and although our my apologies Indabeli is not my first language <laughs> but I know I can hear from the way that you that you rap um, that your message is also a message of of, of consciousness of awareness uh, making a difference okay. yes both of you both of you are a woman uh, and and I don't use that lightly. Uh, just spreading messages um, mm. that are so important in these times. Tell us a little bit about some of the themes you work with, Awa. 
Okay, so when I write songs, I I'm usually inspired by what's happening around me, the things that I see. And I write about a lot of issues that I see in Zimbabwe, in my society, or issues that are happening even if I'm not there, things that I see other people experiencing. My music, in my music, I address uh, issues like gender-based violence, rape, a lot of politics as well, uh, Zimbabwean politics, government corruption, looting of government funds, police brutality, xenophobia. So I would say a lot of social issues, but I also balance with party songs, feel good music, and yes. I usually show off the clicks a lot. I show off the clicks a lot. <laughs> the clicks are beautiful. <laughs> Everyone must hear them. Yes, absolutely beautiful. And you know, as I say, yours is a hip-hop, but it takes me also back to my roots from growing up and being born in this country and and just mm. knowing those sounds and feeling knowing where it mm. comes from you know Amazing. that's really the roots of it yes now again i look at both of you these beautiful women who are spreading sometimes not easy messages necessary messages using your music as a tool uh, all the time but hip-hop is a predominantly de- male dominated industry have you met challenges or have you kind of just, how's it been for you as women? Let's start again with our, and then we'll move to you again. How's it been for you as a woman? Honestly, from my experience, there's a lot of misogyny in the hip hop industry. I, <laughs> every time I go to places to perform, people always ask me, are you here to dance or to sing? Or And when I tell them, no, I'm here to rap, just like you, uh, you yes. know, they always look down on me somehow or yes. question my hip hop knowledge. I always find people trying to question if I really know about yes. hip hop. And I feel that sometimes they're not taken seriously. Sometimes they're not taken seriously and I have to fight through that. I have been fighting to be recognized as a fellow hip-hop artist and sometimes we have to work 10 times harder than male artists just to get half the recognition and I think the best way to fight that is to put out great music and to create your own spaces because sometimes you won't be included when they speak about hip-hop artists. They'll think oh they'll discuss their hip-hop and then later on Just pick one token female to balance things and then say, okay, oh, and there's also females just to keep it balanced. (laughs) But we're not really included in the spaces. And it's so important for us to create our own spaces. And if you do get a chance to be in any of these hip hop spaces that are there, you need to leave a mark. You need to roar the loudest and show them that you're there and own that space. I always make sure that wherever I go, I make them know hip hop is there. Females can rap. We body. We don't play. (laughs) We don't play. Beautiful, beautiful. And for you, Jürgen, what's been your experience as a woman in this yeah. world? Really, I'm, I'm feeling like a, a quiet cheerleading team there <laughs> as I was talking, because really, <laughs> it's ridiculous. We all have the same story, mm. that same challenge. I've been, are, are you the backup dancer? Surely yes. you don't need the mic, you know, <laughs> that kind wow. of thing. Yes, you know, and I laughed my head off because... You, you tend to think it's just you. Because hip-hop also is based on skill and the era that we came up on, I would think, oh, I'm, I'm not getting any recognition because I must pretty not good, yes, you know? Yes. Or I'm not doing enough here and I'm not doing enough there. But once you do start to notice that, oh, actually, I came here as an MC and the folks in the culture are making sure to make me feel like a woman 
Yes. There's no need for it. We yes. could all be MCs and that's yeah, I'm an artist. I mean, that's from it. different perspectives. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm an artist. Yes. My perspective, yes, might be feminine in certain ways. Even yes. that can't really be stereotyped. But I, I did find as well that that's the place that reminds you of what you are in society. You're a woman. Absolutely. So I, there, there, there's no curiosity about what you're going to do. Yes. You can see a guy there with big dreads and a beard. You're like, oh, he's going to be heavy. You're already yes. thinking what his voice is going to sound like, or how mm. he's going to handle the mic. When it comes to women, you don't bother. Yes. In fact, yeah, I hope she does something. You know, there's so yes. much expectation. Also, like, uh, they also expect so little from us in terms of skills, mm. which, which I really don't understand. <laughs> so when you do go out there and you do rap and you, you could be doing the best, the guys will always try to pull you down. They will, ah, um, not nice performance, but hey, you rap like a dude. Yes. Like, um, <coughs> you, you should be happy for that. You know, it, it, it's very subtle things that often guys don't even understand they're doing. Guys don't even see that they're doing because it has been a boys club for so long. There hasn't been much, hey, maybe don't do that. Hey, maybe a better way to do this is this, you know. But with every culture, change has to come with the ages and in the last maybe in the last 10 years i've found a bigger not not like an awakening because the women have been there all along but they're finally getting the attention that they deserve and we're not being put in a space of female hip-hop as though there's nothing that a man can relate to you know relate with in my experience of course you can we're all human beings. So in, in, in terms of those challenges, uh, hip-hop's challenges will always be what society's challenges are. As long as society is miso- misogynistic, hip-hop will be misogynistic because we're only expressing what we're living. Hip-hop is not just misogynistic because it decided to. It's the people in it. Yes. And that's not just the men. It's also the women who buy into this stuff. You know what I mean? And we're not here to be pointing and, and blah, 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 but this is how it is. These are the challenges. Yes. A woman will tell you, your voice sounds nice, but maybe try to be more sexy. That I find yes. very disappointing because, girl, you know what I had to do to get here. You but know you how much know. I had to fight for myself to be here. And you, as a woman, are asking me to, to throw all this away, I, you know? So when we, we even talk about a sisterhood, we need to be clear about what we're saying. You know, you can't be dictating how to be a woman, not in society, not in hip hop, not in any art form. Absolutely. The same way we don't dictate what men should do. You know, so I think the challenges, they, they do add to your character. They do strengthen you. You know, we, we didn't get to be here because we were saying yes to everything. Yes. It's because we risked Yes. Playing the devil. If you need me to be the devil, I will be. But I will rap on that stage and you won't stop. Beautiful. Thank you so much, both of you. I'm going to end with a track. Excuse me, I had flu. It's not COVID. But um, oh. <laughs> so beautiful. I love you both. Yugen Blackrock, Awa Kiwe. And I think I've got to ask Awa to pronounce the name of this beautiful song and tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> so this song is called Sunganda Mate. Um, Sungandamate um, means the one who kisses me. Um, it's a pet name, just like Standwasa means sweetheart, my love. And um, I wrote this song when I was in high school. I, it was a poem that I wrote when I was in high school. How old was I? I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. So it's I think it's 12 years old now. Yes. And um, it was beautiful. It's one of my favorite poems. So I made it a song. And I love the clicks on this song so much. And uh, every time... We lost our again. Yugen, our I love you both. Awa's back. Finish what you were saying, Awa. 
I don't know why this thing keeps on cutting me off every time when I'm yes. saying something important. <laughs> yeah, like when you're saying no, and then it like when no. I'm saying in the no, church. <laughs> when I'm saying no, it cuts me off. I don't understand. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm back. Straight. Anyway, yeah. I'm back. Um, and I was saying that I was saying that the cliffs are so beautiful. Yes. And so I had to make it a song. I couldn't just leave it there. I had to make it a song. So yeah, that's what inspired the song, Nikki. Thank you so much. Both of you love you both. I'll be playing your music oh, on the you, world Nikki. show, not just today. But in future, Hugo Blackrock, our QA, catch them both as part of the Rear Papan Festival Showcase that's starting tomorrow. And of course, you both are no strangers to the world show. So I hope to see you again soon. Yes, bye bye. World Show with Nikki B. Every Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. on Kaya 959.